Welcome to Weekend Warriors, the weekly foreign affairs podcast that asks, what else is happening in the world? I'm Essie Cup. Well, the mystery continues around the arrest of an American man who was charged with espionage in Russia. It's kind of like a movie. And we're no closer to any official answers as to why Paul Whelan was taken into custody. Whelan is a corporate security director and a former U.S. Marine. He was arrested on December 28th at a Moscow hotel. Now, his family says he was just there on vacation for a friend's wedding, but Russian authorities claim Whelan was, quote, caught spying by their counter-espionage security agency, the FSB. Now, U.S. Ambassador to Russia, John Huntsman, he has visited Whelan in prison, reportedly. He's the only top officials speaking out definitively in addition to Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Pompeo says the U.S. has reached out to Russia for more information on the charges and will demand Whelan's release, quote, if the detention is not appropriate. Now, Whelan's lawyer, he's filed an appeal just last Thursday against a decision by a Moscow court to detain him without bail. Here to discuss What Russia might be up to is CNN Global Affairs Analyst, Senior Fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations, my friend Max Boot. Max, welcome. Um, We're going to get into all the strangeness of this uh, piece by piece. But first, just overall, what do you make of this story? Well, thanks for having me on, Essie. I mean, I think the general speculation is that Paul Whelan is essentially a hostage uh, because Putin wants Maria Butina this Russian agent of influence who is penetrating the National Rifle Association and other right-wing circles in America. She's been arrested and the speculation is that Paul Whelan is essentially a bargaining chip for this grand swap uh, to get Maria Butina out of U.S. custody. Yeah, and and that is what, you know, people people are saying. Is that mostly because of Paul Whelan's background, that he doesn't really appear to have any ties to to espionage uh, that makes him sort of an, an unlikely an unlikely spy. And so therefore, this must be a pretense for something else. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, intelligence veterans, folks who have served decades in the CIA, who are saying it's very unlikely that Paul Whelan is actually a CIA asset, somebody who would be under non-official cover. There's a lot of tells in his background that suggest that he would never be hired. For example, the fact that he was dishonorably discharged from the Marine Corps uh, on suspicion of trying to steal money in Iraq. That is not the kind of person that the CIA would be hiring. Uh, and he's also just very obvious in, in what he does. He doesn't have any kind of trade craft. So the speculation is that he is just this uh, random schmo uh, that Putin uh, decided to pick up. Uh, for this big uh, uh, trade uh, to to get Maria Butina uh, out of uh, out of a, an American prison. Well, let's talk about random schmo Paul Whelan. Um, it, he does have a weird background. You mentioned his dishonorable discharge from the military. Uh, he is a former U.S. Marine. He holds multiple passports. Uh, he does seem to have a fixation on Russian culture and the military there. He even has an account on a Russian social media platform. That's unusual. Uh, This is not to impugn his character. But piecing together some of his background, is it possible, not that he is some CIA spy, 
but that he is on his own uh, trying to attempt to uh, trade trade secrets to, to Russian operatives in some way. Is that possible? It seems very unlikely. I don't think he has any secrets to trade. I mean, he <laughs> works as director of security for a company that has no business dealings in Russia, as far as I know. I mean, he just seems like kind of a, an eccentric, odd character, among other things, by the way. He is apparently a supporter of Donald Trump, and so there is some speculation that that contributed uh, to the decision to arrest him because perhaps Putin thought that Trump would be more likely to do a, swi a spy swap mm -hmm. uh, for somebody who was actually one of his supporters. So one more, I'm going to take one more swipe at this, just to get it all, just to get it all sort of on the table, and then we'll we'll move on to what what I think you're right is probably the more the more likely uh, scenario here. But but once more. Let's say he has nothing to offer. He has no secrets. He is not useful. He's not valuable. He doesn't know anything. That doesn't mean he might not be attempting to work his way into sort of a Russian underground uh, network. Uh, just, you know, because, as you say, he is eccentric. He wants to be a part of it. Do you, do you think that's possible? Well, you know, anything is possible. I don't, I mean, I don't know Paul Whelan. I don't really know what, what he's up to, but... Uh, I think the bottom line is that it's very unlikely he is, in fact, an American spy. And the likelihood is that whatever he's up to, it's not mm. acting as an agent of the American government. And I, I very much doubt that he's actually broken any laws in Russia. Again, I think this is yeah. a purely political arrest. No, I think you're right. Um, so now that all of that's out of the way, just wanted to ask questions that, sort of, you know, lay people who might not be following this um, might have. Why then use someone like... Paul Whelan. Um, you mentioned the fact that maybe the Russians thought because he was a Trump supporter, Trump might care uh, and value Whelan more than maybe, you know, someone else. But because he's got no real value, no real currency to speak of, why do you think he was targeted by Russians? Well, it's hard to know. I mean, you know, he was somebody perhaps uh, who just uh, came into their sites for one reason or another. They do a lot of surveillance of foreigners in Russia. He's been in Russia repeatedly, so they probably have a pretty good file on him. And maybe they were just casting around for somebody that they could grab. And, mm. you know, he just seemed like a convenient fall guy. But we really don't know. I mean, this is just speculation. I really can't, yeah. you know, penetrate the inner workings of the Kremlin and, and why <laughs> they do things. But all I can say is that yeah. this does seem to be a, an attempt on their part to gain leverage. And and the interesting thing is uh, uh, John Seifer, who is a longtime CIA veteran of the clandestine service, argued just in the last couple of days uh, that he thinks that uh, Donald Trump also has an interest in making a swi sw spy swap for Maria Butina uh, because it's not in, in Trump's interest to have Maria Butina singing to American prosecutors and possibly uncovering more details mm of the Russian plot to penetrate American politics, especially at a time when we see that there is mounting evidence of collusion involving Donald Trump's own campaign and their dealings with the Russians, for example, Paul Manafort passing along polling data uh, to a suspected yeah. Russian agent. And so uh, there may be a convergence of interest here between Putin wanting Maria Butina out of U.S. custody, lest she reveal too much, and Donald Trump possibly wanting Butina out of U.S. custody, lest hmm. she reveal too much. I mean, not speculation, but yeah. I think there's a decent chance that there there could be a, a swap here. So historically, as you know, you know, the Russians have been very quick to release details about 
about U.S. citizens and other citizens that they hold, um, some, some of which information is not always true, but they're quick to put it out there. And in this case, they've been very, very quiet about the evidence that they may have against uh, Paul Whelan. What do you make of that? Well, my suspicion is that they don't have much evidence. I mean, they don't really need much evidence. I mean, they said something about how he was caught with some kind of list of secret information, but, you know, right, in on Russia... Right, on a thumb drive. On a thumb drive. But, you know, in Russia, the, the train timetables can be classified. Maps can be classified. Right. It really doesn't mean a lot. Uh, and so they have not presented any kind of case. In the past, you're right, when they have caught actual spies, which they have done on, on occasion, they will often, uh, you know, parade their spy equipment before right. the cameras and, and make a big show of uncovering this, this dastardly espionage ring. And they haven't done that, which leads to the suspicion that there really isn't much to show. So what happens if we do in your, um, as you said, if we do a spy swap, Boutina for Whelan, does that make it look as though Trump and this administration sort of fell for their their uh, charade here or does it does it sort of look like Trump is cannily uh, making a, a political calculation with with an adversary who sort of holds more cards well I mean that that may in fact come to pass and I mean if, if it were to come to pass I mean I wouldn't judge Trump too harshly on that because it is certainly something that previous U.S. presidents have done. I mean, remember yeah. in the Reagan administration, the Soviets arrested Nick Daniloff, an American reporter, again, wanting to arrange one of these swaps, and, and that was successful. So U.S. presidents have certainly traded uh, for hostages in the past, made concessions in the past, uh, you know, in, in the way that, for example, uh, President Obama released several high-ranking Taliban leaders to get Sergeant Bo Bergdahl out of Taliban custody. So there is a bipartisan tradition in, in American history of participating in these kinds of, of hostage uh, swaps. So if Trump were to do it, it would be understandable as an, an effort to get an American home. So I was reading an interview with um, former U.S. Ambassador to Russia, Mike McFall, in, in Foreign Policy magazine, and he was talking about um, whether, whether or not it was safe to travel to Russia, um, just, you know, ba based on, on this story. I think, it, you know, an average American hears this story of, as you, you know, just this average schmo, as you put it, um, getting picked up off the street and arrested for espionage um, makes it a little, a little disconcerting when, you, when you're contemplating travel to Russia. Mike McFall, McFall said, well, look, I can't go to Russia. I'd be, I'd be arrested immediately. But, you know, for other travelers, you know, look at the Look at, um, you know, the, the, the U.S. travel websites and our, our um, warnings uh, about, about traveling over there. What's, what's your take? Should, should an average American worry that they're going to end up like Paul Whelan? Well, bad news, Essie. I would advise you probably to cancel your summer vacation plans in <laughs> Siberia. You know, okay. think about going somewhere else. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, I think this is, this is a legitimate concern, and I think it is something that, should cause people uh, concern if they're thinking about going uh, to Russia. And I think this is yet another way in which uh, Putin uh, is being short-sighted if he cares at all about the interests of his country, which he may not. But if he did, he would try to make it a more welcoming place for tourism and business because they need those dollars. Uh, and, you know, this is basically a signal saying enter at your own risk. 
uh, because you may be grabbed as a hostage. By the way, there's a very similar situation in China right now mm -hmm. uh, where they have grabbed a couple of Canadian citizens That's right. uh, as hostages uh, to get a, a high-ranking Chinese official released from Canadian custody before she's extradited uh, to the United States. So in right. both cases, you know, you have to be pretty careful if you're, if you're going to be visiting those countries because you don't want to be uh, caught up as a pawn in one of these uh, great power struggles. And there is no rule of law in a country like China or Russia. The right. government can do whatever they want on any kind of trumped-up charges. So there is no defense if they decide to, to lock you up. Yeah, without, without any diplomatic immunities. Um, and, and, you know, if there is a prisoner swap from Butina, there, there might be no more Butinas to swap. So uh, we'll have to watch this, this situation carefully. Um, before we go, as I mentioned before, the president has said almost nothing about this scenario other than uh, we're looking into it. And according to reports, the House and Senate Intelligence Committees are not commenting on whether they've asked for information or whether they have been briefed uh, by the administration. As I said, the only top official who has spoken about it has been Mike Pompeo. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to some people who think that this, this silence is actually the right tactic to, to take while things are being discussed maybe behind the scenes. I've heard from others who think that the president and, and Secretary of State Pompeo need to be a bit more uh, emotive about a U.S. citizen being arrested and detained for spying in a foreign country. What's your thought? Well, I think the, the silence is defensible, uh, but it, you, you, can, you can say it's a prudent response. But, and the, here's the but, when is Donald Trump ever silent about anything, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he sounds off on everything and anything, even when he would be much better advised for his own personal interest, for the interest of the country, to just shut up. He nevertheless mouths off all the time. And so it's pretty striking that, you know, he will insult grade B Hollywood celebrities, mm. but he doesn't insult Vladimir Putin, even when Putin does things like uh, uh, firing upon Ukrainian ships in international waters and seizing those ships and sailors, which happened, uh, you know, in late November. And there's been no real U.S. response to that. Or when Putin arrests this American citizen on most likely trumped up charges, no real response from Donald Trump. Uh, uh, and yet, you know, look at what he was saying today, saying that Chuck and Nancy are worse than the Chinese. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't mind tearing into Democrats and the domestic opposition and anybody else. But he treads very carefully when it comes to Vladimir Putin. And that is pretty damn suspicious. Max Booth, thanks so much, as always, for joining me to sort through this. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. All right, that does it for this edition of Weekend Warriors. Join us next time. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.